Welcome, uh, listeners to the Unbelievable podcast, dear fans, so to speak. And um, yeah, you can guess by hearing my voice before the intro, I have a short announcement to make, which is this. I screwed up, um, specifically screwed up the recording of today's podcast. Uh, let's not get into details, but um, this is the reason why I have to go back into the archives and show you the following episode again, which you might have missed, um, and then you'll enjoy this, um, where Ash and I talk about systematizing marketing. Um, I've chosen this as the emergency replacement because it's very much in line with the webinar I will be giving. Yes, this is a plug. Uh, on March 23rd, 11 a.m. Central European time uh, via the consulting.de week of consulting uh, which is like a virtual events format. Uh, it will be all in German. So, you know, depending on where you sit, might not be relevant for you. But if you'd like to listen in, uh, we'll be discussing systematizing marketing some more in a bit more detail and a bit more elaborate framework than we do in this episode. But I still think what Ash and I uh, discussed way back when, uh, still valid, still good, and I hope you enjoy it. Apologies for uh, the miss today. We'll, we'll, we'll try to recreate the episode we had <laughs> and, and get it to you sometime soon. Uh, that's it. Cue the theme song. From the home offices of Ash and Flow, this is Unbillable Hours, a podcast about professional services marketing. Stick around and listen to our insights, tips, and best practices to improve your firm's marketing and even your career. So let's let's welcome everybody to, to this most recent yeah. episode of the Unbelievable Hours podcast, which which is mm -hmm. is growing in popularity as I've seen the numbers. So so thank you all for tuning and listening, and we'll we'll continue to try and make it worth your while. This time with a listicle, Ash, with the, <laughs> the ten the ten mechanisms you should have. Okay, so, in your consultancy marketing system. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two things I have before we dive down. One, if our audience is growing, hey guys feel free to send questions because we are more than happy to answer them. And I guess every time you market stuff in this modern world, you end up getting stuck in some sort of list for something. I've, by the way, we just listed 10 things. Uh, you should, you should have the 10 mechanisms you should have in your marketing engine. Like that's but by, by way of how this, how does this come about? Well, it's a bit of an answer to the question. Like, okay, if we wanted to really make sure our marketing function or team or department is hard hitting, what capabilities would it need, right? And so we so we had a bit of a discussion and we listed those out. And I'm just going to read them in order now. Ash, that'll take two minutes and then we wrap. Just kidding. <laughs> should I should I go through the? We just go through the list and discuss the points, right? Let's do that. I think yeah. Yeah, go through the list. Let's do that. And we'll we'll just put the listing in the show notes. You want to start? Download it and hold on to it in case you get lost because it's 10 points. So it's a longer list. But we start by, you know, what type of stuff mm -hmm. do you need in your marketing function? Well, the first mechanism we call the strategy mechanism, right? Which, as you po rightfully pointed out, you sort of need yeah. that thing that turns the firm's business strategy into a marketing strategy, by which we usually mean 
you create some clarity around the market segmentation, the firm's positioning, and then also the story and the messaging. And and you mentioned an analysis, which you know yeah. help that here. Let me yeah. Let me let me just take it from you know into <clears throat> the whole thing. First of all, you need to know what your market needs, and you need to do your pestle or pestle, depending on how you spell it, analysis to understand the entire demands and needs of that the market because. This is professional services. You're not selling a new product. So you need to understand what the market needs. And based upon the market needs, you need to segment and figure out what area you're working on to develop your business strategy. You're not like a large scale consultancy or practice from the get go. You have to define what that is. This defines your business strategy from where we get into the marketing strategy of your segmentation, positioning, messaging. Because you have to be very prescriptive from the start for for your clients to understand what you're trying to solve, who you're trying to solve for, and how you're going to try and solve it. Yeah. yeah. And and the better you can describe that, the the easier all the rest becomes, right? I think as we go to the next mechanism, yes. One more thing is as you build up if as you sort of define the focus, right, of which you can find in the business strategy, what's what's the focus going to be for your marketing efforts. You should also land on a couple of key themes, right? Usually they are derived from your overall story or your overall messaging, which that that's straightforward enough, right? It's also just take a mental note that you'll need those because the, the next step then is we've, we've called it the search mechanism and we discussed it a little bit because it's not quite clear, but what we mean here is you really need to define those, I'm going to call it five to seven, maybe eight key themes or concepts you want to be known for, market around, post about, that type of stuff, yeah. right? So for this humble podcast you're listening to, this yeah. would be so let, like let's think about it. Firm marketing, business, marketing strategy for consultancies, marketing, yeah. yeah, building the in-house function, these types of stuff. So this shouldn't be an endless list, quite the opposite. It should be sort of short because you want few points and then I have a lot to say about those few points and we'll get into that later. Sorry, you meant to say something, Ash. Yeah, I was just trying to say that in this particular area, it's like what, <clears throat> think about it, if uh, in, on a tactical level, if you're looking at digital side, it's what people call SEO, but more yeah. than that, it's basically what people would bring you in when they're having a conversation. So when someone suddenly talks about, I want to do a supply chain transformation that basically focuses on like, what do you say, crisis planning or something like that. Yeah. Is your name one that comes up? And yes, you are. Yeah. Or I, I want to I do think a large scale marketing transformation that takes care of you know, something. Yeah. I, I like that. I mean, I get it. It's, it's a bit more nuanced than just search terms, but I quite like your metaphor because I think that's what it is, right? The, the search mechanism should define some key concepts, some some search phrases, some hashtags, you know what I mean? That that sort of then inform your marketing strategy. Yeah, it's more than search. Uh, sorry, the, the content yeah. part of your market marketing, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like when you and I talk about something, like if I suddenly speak about like, you know, phones, the first thing that comes to mind is Apple or Google. You're not really going and looking at Alcatel and Huawei and all of that. So it's essentially like when the term that you want to be known for comes up in a conversation, regardless of what the platform is, 
your name should show up. That's the thing. Yeah. And if you're asking yourselves, why, why did you guys even break that out as a specific mechanism? Well, because A, these things might change over time. So it's good to have a system to revisit and update that stuff. And B, they're also important for the third mechanism on our list, which is the inbox mechanism. Uh, with that is just a system that helps you capture trends, capture ideas, capture client questions, right? From the projects the firm does, client objections from sales conversations, all that good stuff you that know, helps again inform your content strategy. And as you talk about this flow, I think we can literally call it the capture mechanism because almost everything is capturing yeah, you it's, know, it's, the it's, trends, that's, that's ideas, that, client yeah. questions. Fair object, enough. You know, yeah. um, and, yeah. and I think the, so, so, you, so you see what we did there probably is you shape the strategy with the strategy mechanism. Then you have the yeah. search mechanism to, to establish some clarity around what do we try to capture? And then you build the inbox mechanism and you build some system for, for capturing all that stuff. And when we say system, what we mean is you need a repeatable, scalable routine to get to that good stuff. And this could be anything. We talked in previous episodes about just setting up a meeting mm -hmm. cadence, right? Where you sit down with the people from the practice every month, every two weeks, whatever. We ourselves here do a podcast where we capture our own thoughts around professional service marketing every week, right? Like you can listen to that. So whatever it is, just make sure you have a systematic way to collect all that good stuff. So you have no shortage of inputs to, to go to when it comes the time to create a content plan. I mean, that's probably straightforward, right? So we can maybe move on. The, the, the inputs themselves, the stuff that's in your inbox, is just stat. It's just stuff, right? So you need a sort of processing thing, which brings us to the fourth mechanism, the insights mechanism, right? Here's where you run ideas through the expertise yeah, of the firm and the experts to turn them into actual insights and, and sort of pointy points of view. So let's take it in front. Let's put it into... The, the capture mechanism captures all the data or data, as some like to call it. It just has all this raw data. And the next part is sorting through this and getting your meaningful information, filtering out all the things that are not necessary and focusing on the key things. Once again, remember, each step is also like a filtering thing because you have to be very prescriptive in your marketing mechanism. And I think it's also, so yeah, so it's filtering and it's also enriching, right? It's for example, let's say your inbox mechanism captures a bunch of client mm -hmm. questions, right? Like this episode is based on one, mm -hmm. right? Which capabilities do I need in my marketing function these days? So the question itself might make for a good piece of content, but chances are it doesn't, right? You need an answer as well. And this is, this is where you, this is what the insight mechanism does. It takes the inputs and it runs it through the firm's expertise to create something which you can actually use in marketing. And again, yep. the, the mechanism you need to build here is probably a structured system of conversations, right? <laughs> maybe that's another meeting cadence, maybe something else. Yep. There might also be merit in you as the marketer bringing some frameworks, right? As you and I talked about the, the pyramid, the brand permit, right? Which is, that's one thing to, to turn loose ideas into a yeah, yeah. piece of communications. There might be other storytelling, whatever frameworks around to use it, but that's, this is the, Essentially, dude, this is the mechanism you need. The next is packaging, mm -hmm. um, where we just created some insights, but what does that even mean? Right, we now have to turn it into specific messaging points yeah. and maybe even offerings. And I should be clear, if I say offerings, I don't mean consulting services, but could be, let's call them marketing offerings, like let's say an event or a webinar, right? So 
you captured some nice ideas, you turned them into some insights or some stuff you could actually say. So now what is the offering through which you actually take it to market as it were, right? That's that's the packaging piece. So in the, yeah, in the packaging mechanism is where you develop your channel strategy and figure out which message goes into what channel. And you also, in this particular segment is where you figure out this is going to be a what do you say a white paper this is going to be a specific point of view that we stand by or this is going to be a large-scale piece of thought leadership that can be broken down to different things before being put into channels this is that area of the yeah. whole you know and i think the, the next one then is easy it's the, the we call this the content mechanism right now we have our points of view we have our idea for for what might happen in the channel now just we just got to create it right like we are doing this right now. We are recording the podcast. Yeah, now you need to create the content. Yeah. yeah, you gotta just put it together, right? And then, sort of logically, you right after your that content, comes to you gotta, mm-hmm. Sorry, Go say again. Yes. No, I was saying you basically that phase is just about creating the right kind of content. Are you doing videos? Are you doing written content? Are you doing like audio clips? Are you doing social posts? And then, as you're saying, flow. It it comes to the distribution, redistribution, where you then push this right content into those channels, not not just blindly put it into a channel, but also figure out what is the best way to get your reach, get your maximum amplification, and hit all your key targets at the same time. For events, it's inviting the right clients and talking to them. For social media, it's putting in the right channel to amplify for videos is making sure it's again in the right channel so that people can watch and also on you know this is also where you apply the strategy of understanding yes this particular thing you know is better off as a video or it's better off as a podcast or whatever this is that area of this is an execution yeah strategic that's execution true. Okay. You, you, that's where you that's where you execute the distribution part of the game and i think people can't see this but in our notes we put um in parenthesis, a re for distribution mechanisms, a redistribution. And we had, we, we wrote publishes and repurposes exclamation mark again in parenthesis. I think we should maybe stress that. It's not about having one great idea, writing one LinkedIn post and then forget about it, right? It's about, or even a blog post or even a mm-hmm. research piece, right? Mm-hmm. The, the repurposing, I think it's so important because so many people we talk to always say that they don't have enough content or they struggle with the consistency. Well, if you use the if you use the search mechanism to to define the five or eight things you want to write about, then you stick with those five or eight and you just repurpose, 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 right? What you say to those five, you'll have enough stuff to go for a repurpose long time. Repurpose until it's yeah. 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 Repurpose until it's no longer valid, which is rarely the case. So what you just need to do is refresh <laughs> yeah. by adding a few bits and pieces. Like a good example would be there's loads of books written on geopolitics, right? So what happens with these books is they publish a minor update every year or two to reflect on what's going on at that particular point. Rather than rewrite the entire thing, do that. Textbooks do this. These this is essentially the thing. Go by what you have seen in textbooks. Academics, who are basically a lot of the people who do these research, they know this really well, that until like some major disruptive thing comes along, it's going to be the same thing with some iteration here and there. And I think you can see this in, in very successful thought leaders or even very successful social media influencers. They talk about 
three to four things all the time. It's like the same stuff all the time. It, it, for some people, it gets to a point of where if I see they are a guest on a podcast, I be, I'll be able to tell you in advance what they're going to say in the show because they'll say the exact same thing they've said a number of times. Mm -hmm. I mean, they'll package it slightly differently. There will be different anecdotes. The order in which the arguments are made might be different. And, and they'll even connect it to you know actual stuff that's happening today. So they keep it relevant, but the core essential ideas will still be the same. And to be very clear, that's fine, right? Because that's their thing. And the same is true for your firm. There's no need to yeah. come up with a new idea every week. You can talk about, what was it you said before? Supply chain transformation? Crisis planning and supply chain, right? Anyways, moving moving on, we are there's more left in our lists, Ash. So we're going to at a good clip. Well, the next one. yeah, because I think we kind of talked touched upon promotion mechanism in our you know distribution mechanism, but essentially it's basically you know how do you convert your readers, rather your content consumers into prospects? Yeah. That's exactly. basically what you were talking yeah. about. You didn't and, touch upon that. Yeah. And and we put this in here because I think that's an important distinction which many consulting firms in particular struggle with. They're usually good content publishers, right? All of you out there, we, that's what we're great at. We have surveys, we put stuff out, we have the LinkedIn in control. But what we're not so good at is then once you have built an audience, once you've taken, a, we've built a readership, sort of bringing them in, taking them onto the next step of the journey. Right. Usually it's publish, 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 and then wait until someone comes and asks for the business. Yes. Why though? We could do some promotional activities, and I know that's not always easy to sell to the practice, but it's just the truth. And this is where we that, that connects back to the to the packaging mm -hmm. mechanism. If we have some stuff we can offer besides just the research report, make this a webinar, make it an event, make it God forbid, a paid for workshop, mm -hmm. which clients could take. And now's the time. This is the mechanism that sort of, yes, I'll use that word, sells that to get people in a first slightly more meaningful yeah. transactional exchange with the firm. So now they're not just leaving their time or their attention mm -hmm. or maybe even their email address. No, maybe they spend a significant amount of time. Maybe there's even some money down, that type of stuff. So that's why we sort of, I think, split distribution and then explicitly promotion out here because that's that's something where many firms can improve right and then whether you do that or not you'll have to move on to step yeah. nine which that is uh conversion right yes. so and this is true whether you did the promotion mechanism piece or not at some point in time the reader or the people who attended your first workshop have to be turned into prospects. And I don't mean to hate on forms, Ash, but just not my point. But I think what we're trying to say here is not like having some squeeze pages and conversion firms, that type of stuff. What we mean by conversion mechanism is think smartly about the, the client journey, right? So yes, they've read your report. Yes, they've seen the LinkedIn posts. Yes, they have picked you up on the invitation to the webinar. Now what? And again, this is a this is an area where I see many firms not struggle. They just don't think about it, right? Like, what's the what's the next step? What is the follow up? What are the sequences from yeah, like, there to the next big thing? Yeah. This is where data literacy is really important because, like, as you're you know pursuing these particular leads and prospects, you got to make sure that everyone that you have the right means and ways to contact them that you don't contact them in different you know in the at the wrong time on the journey 
you make sure that you don't irritate them you make sure that you have the right means and to either contact or not contact you make sure this is the massage and nurturing part of your leads this is that part where you actually like you've already done like a touch point with them you already spoken to them and this is that part where you develop that trust build a relationship and make them from cold to warm to hot yeah and and it's exactly like you said this the, the, so having the data and having i think it's both right it's having the plan and then having the data to 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 make sure you can execute the plan and again this is not a comment on the entire market but i see this very very often firms will plan the editorial calendar they maybe even have an events calendar they do follow up to a certain extent after let's say an event but there's no real like from there there's no real plan right and and so and the, I don't mean like this is very tactical, but yeah. for example, the the number of webinars which which end on a notion of oh, and if you're interested or have questions, just reach out anytime, right? Versus a webinar that says if you're interested to learning more, we'll have a two day I don't know masterclass session on this stuff on the last week of April. Like, do you know what I mean? Like making it specific, like making it very clear for people what could be the next step into a more into a deeper business relationship with the firm that usually doesn't happen and that's just quite a bit of yes into the relationship yeah yeah exactly that that's the exact thing it's about the deepening that relationship absolutely and then the last of the 10 obviously so, is which we've talked about this at length the optimization mechanism which that goes to your favorite point or one of your favorite points Ash, is just measure everything and make sure it gets better <laughs> over time i don't know that's literally i can keep it as short as that but that's the idea right you have to have some sort of dashboard with some sort of dials that show you that all the stuff you just did in the previous nine is working and if it's not working how, how you might be able to improve it workings yeah it's it's that part where you've taken your or where you take your learnings to start this entire system and process again this is essentially the this is essentially the stage that's fairly internal to make sure yeah. that you can continue on this recycle reiterate and then start again yeah yeah so eventually this this process becomes so smooth yeah that's true and maybe maybe in closing i'll, I'll read through the list of 10 again uh, just so we have touched upon them all but a question I could see come up is why, where's the planning, right? Where's the marketing planning? Where is there no mechanism for creating a marketing plan? The answer to that for me is that you could either say that is included in the strategy mechanism up top, right? Where we say we, we turn the business strategy into marketing strategy and that marketing strategy obviously has a budget and all that stuff, or it's included in the content mechanism where you plan the content. That's you know, the planning is like, just to, you know, correct flow, planning is already there. When you create your marketing strategy, you do the pestle yeah. analysis, you already have it, the strategy mechanism that, I mean, you already created your marketing strategy there. And when you're doing the content stuff, you do the marketing planning. You, we're just not explicitly calling it out. I think that that's the right way of framing it. I, I didn't put it as an explicit mechanism here because I don't I just don't like this notion that the marketing planning and the marketing plan these are key deliverables throughout the year so there's almost like I'm not saying 
planning gets done for the sake of planning, but it's just a ritualized huge piece of work that gets done mm -hmm. as opposed to this should be so much baked into the other stuff to, to be as practically invisible. Like it's, it's like doing email. Yeah, of course you need a plan. Yeah, of course you need, you know, stuff has to be structured, yeah. but that's part, like you said, that's, that's part of the strategy. And then there's, there's also smaller plans around the, the content stuff and other places, but it shouldn't be that, or I don't know, it shouldn't be, I don't want to say that, but it's, I'm, I'm always amazed by how it can take up almost an entire quarter to build mm -hmm. uh, massive plans, which then on the flip side, sometimes, you know, don't have that much impact at all. So maybe that was a bit of a rant, but there you have it. Do you want to do, should we wrap this up, Ash? I don't know. I think, I think it's pretty good to wrap this up at this point. Yeah. So, so there you have it, people. We did a listicle piece, <laughs> <laughs> 10 mechanisms you should have totally in your marketing engine to make it run and purr and stuff. So we had the strategy mechanism, the strategy search to define the key topics or filter the stuff you do. Inbox for capturing great ideas to create marketing experiences and content. Insights to turn those ideas into something that's actually new and fresh and worth you know, consuming. Mm -hmm. Packaging to create specific marketing offers and points of views. Content, just to turn out the content. Distribution, obviously to get the content to where it has to be. Promotion for very similar to distribution, but here it's specifically advertising ways in which people can deepen the relationship with the firm, then conversions, right? Capture all the people who do want to engage with the firm in some way and optimization of cost to measure and improve across the entire engine setup. We're getting more and more car metaphors. Last time you had this thing with the tires, which was quite good. This time we have an engine. I don't know. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> I think it was good. Maybe people found it helpful. Do let us know if if it's the case. If not, just yell at us for why you think it's wrong. And you can do all of that on LinkedIn, of course, or you leave a rating in the various places. Where do people go to rate us? It's Apple Podcasts still on later. Right? Apple Podcasts. I think I, I think you can start rating people in Spotify. But hey, let us know if you wanna. Do you know what I, I tried to find that? I tried to creep in there and sort of give my own podcast five stars, but I couldn't find it. So I don't know. <laughs> well, that Anyways, that's it. I'm going to stop the recording here. So happy Friday. And then, yeah, for the, for the listeners, whenever you listen to this, have a great time afterwards. Yep. See you soon. Thanks for listening to Unbillable Hours. If you want more, tune in next week. You know where to find us.